Hey, it's Coco and Carly, and we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. That is pretty much, I think, a very good description of the collective energy going around right now. What do you ladies think? Amen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're really trying to up our production value with music, guys, so just bear and with us. <laughs> welcome to this episode of, oh, oh my God, shit's gone fucking crazy. <laughs> Things are getting hard. Carly, oh. how are you feeling? <laughs> Okay. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Okay, so today is a really human episode. We didn't even channel the guides because, quite frankly, we don't need to. We're very aware of the energy that is going on. Last week, we had that 11-11 energy, which then propelled us hardcore through the weekend um, to get us right here today on this lovely day. And I know a lot of you guys are feeling it. You're feeling it in the positive way where you're going into so many connections, things are birthing out of you, but also there's that strong narrative right now of what the fuck am I doing? What is this all for? (laughs) How do I keep going? Um, God, this is getting really hard to stay this like spiritually conscious. Yeah. Well, I think what's happening right now is like kind of like the fruits of our labor are starting to peek their little heads through and now you're really being tested like are you sure this is what you want to do like truly really truly are you sure you are steadfast in this yes and also don't forget you guys we're in that march 2022 energy so that's that whole coming from a higher point of view and looking at your life right now for the awareness because there's that time compression going on we've been talking about it a lot in sessions what does that mean It means that what you are seeing in your life right now, the awareness and the things that are quote unquote hard or changing or you're experiencing is the energy that is now here right now as a gift so that you can experience it now instead of a year and a half quote unquote in linear time in the future so you can make the decisions now because as we move into 2021, that's a whole entire choice here. Well, ain't nobody got time for this later. No. So we're going to be real today. Everybody has stories to share to really like help you. Carly is having an experience. She, I would say she's going through it, but she's staying in her higher witnesser perspective. I think she's really going to resonate with a lot of you today on, on your life journey. Scott's going to talk about his journey as well with his transition. He left his job that he was in for a year in May, and it's been a conversation of you know doing the work healing and just being being with yourself for probably the first time ever for and a lot he, of people yeah and in scott's life he's 37 38 years old i don't even <laughs> how know how old are you you have a birthday right <laughs> he's 38 38 i think uh, november 3rd not yes. 4th no it is november 4th no it is okay. not don't listen okay so he's 38 years old <laughs> and he's never sat with himself So I know that a lot of you are going through that. And then I got a nudge before we started the podcast to read you guys some of the stuff that I went through as I have been pre-waving this um, since 2018, actually, to be here um, as that kind of solid pillar to carry that frequency to show you guys, hey, 
this can be done. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people look at me and be like, oh, fucking Coco, like what? <laughs> she was a hot mess. Like as if, yeah, I got the proof for you guys today to really show you. So I think I'm going to hand this over to Carly because oh, yes. I think hers is the freshest and also the most, um, the amazing thing that I think that people are going through. So what I want to talk about is, especially last week and into this week, how many of you guys are like, I'm just done. Like what is happening? Things are crazy. This is intense. Or what Carly said to me yesterday when sincerely in true being authentic, she broke down and she goes, I'm tired. So tired. So tired. So I think Carly should just like start talking a lot about her journey. So her journey and her layer has to do with partners, with has to do with her self-worth wound, Mm -hmm. with love, with that whole thing. So that has been her layer. And I think we should all give Carly a huge clap because when I started (laughs) mentoring her in 2018, she had a massive self-worth wound like we all do, but it was very much, she was that doormat for men. Oh yeah. She was that uh, porch light for the flies at night for women. She was scared to sit at the front of spin, you guys. Oh, yeah. God forbid people could, like, notice me. Yes. That would be a horrible, she horrible thing. She had no... What a terrible Instagram influencer you were. <laughs> she was. Don't notice me. But, hey, case in point, <laughs> shadow self. Yes. Instagram, shadow mm-hmm. self. I hated mm-hmm. to be noticed. And I, why I hated to be noticed is because if I was noticed in a negative tone, it would spiral me. Yes. That was what it was. So anyway, did you want? So we're going to back Carly <laughs> up to 2018 when she first came Let's to me, right? And we first started doing the mentoring. She has a father wound and she has a self-worth wound. She was a shell of what she is now. She let everybody walk all over her. Mm-hmm. She was terrified of like not being seen, the FOMO, missing out with all the girls. But all then the didn't want to be seen. Yeah. That was that, the whole was balance, balance of like... I really, really want to be a part of this, but I only want to be a part of it if I'm going to be good at it. Yes. Or if I'm going to be seen in a positive light, because God forbid, it's not that way. And her awakening was her breakup, um, a a long-term relationship breakup. And then she had some two smaller relationships in there that really showed her spin. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to this, but she was sending those like novel texts, like over explaining myself, yeah, justifying me and Scott would be like, Oh my (laughs) God. Like it was those. And I've been there. It's those big, long texts, like trying to get your point across, but like one toe in and one toe out. Like I'm going to tell you how I feel about you, but then also please like me and please see me yeah I'll just kind of retract half of what I said like I want to say it excuse me to get my point across but I'll retract half of it because I don't want you to feel upset about it yes so Carly really had to face that spin and that spit that spin went on for a very long time and she had to really do the work and now she's been single for two three, years two maybe well three. for like for like real relationship wise three to four years yes. for sure so she's taking that time to really sit in her shit, quite frankly, to really know her worth, to really see who she is. And in the last bit, she, this year, she's had some small relationships and conversations with people. And it's been so interesting to watch as her mentor to see how she's really owned her power and really had to be that witness Mm -hmm. instead of that reactor. And especially when she came into situations and relationships with people who like were really great. Yeah. And so I think she should really talk about it because it's been a huge layer that she's been on where she's been so tired because she has felt like she's in the wash, rinse, repeat yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. She felt like, oh my God, like, why can't I get on that matching frequency? Why isn't this coming for me? Mm -hmm. You know, all those things. And the difference that I think she can really speak to is you'd be like, but I'm aware. 
And yeah. me and Scott were really talking about that before we started this episode about when you're doing the work, you're going to get really hard on yourself when you have your humanness. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really key to note is that even though you're doing all this work to level up your frequency, you are human. And in our last episode, I know we said, you know, when you say, Oh, it's just the human me, you're kind of one toe in one toe out. But what we, what I mean by this is more or less, I have done so much work to raise my frequency that now I understand there's a bigger game at play. And I understand that my wounds will no longer control my behavior in these situations. So it's not going to eliminate eliminate the emotional side of feeling it. Your human side will still feel all of the emotions. So in the past few days, I have felt all of the emotions, but they're not coming from my self-worth wound. So let me back this up a little bit. So back in 2018, when I had my massive breakup and then I started like seeing other people, not actually dating, but just like kind of getting my feet wet, feet wet, my face out there. All of my behaviors were reactions from my wound. So if someone didn't text me back, it was a panic that I'm not good Mm -hmm. enough. That's why they're not texting me back. If I, God forbid, got to the point where I actually slept with someone, talk Mm -hmm. about a spiral down. Because now if something happened after that, I'm not good enough because of that situation. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's another, there's another girl that's better than me. That's why they're leaving. And then the obsession of the other girl. And then the obsession of like, this poor girl probably doesn't even know that I exist. And yet here I am going and checking and seeing what everyone's up to. And like putting myself in that spin. Comparing. Comparing that Sitting in that lower, lower frequency. It's awful. And it's so interesting because when you're in it, you don't even see that as quote unquote, a bad thing. You see that as coping. You see that as you getting more information. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting more information on the situation. Like, so, you know, maybe if he's not going out with this girl, that means he's going to come back to me. Like that is the loop. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And just know that that is literally just like food for your wound. Yeah. Literally that's all it is. It's a buffet. What does ego and your wounds eat off of? Fear and doubt and that lower vibration. Yeah. Like your low, that lower vibration is hungry. And as soon as you feed it or give it anything on a silver platter, it's going to go crazy. Especially if you are doing the work because it's almost like you've been starving your ego because you haven't been giving it that hit of your wounds. So as soon as it can grab on, it's like it's in for the buffet. It's going for four rounds, people. Yeah. And we're so, not. Uh, so speak on out. that. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> You're having an analytical person come out of the order in which yes. she was going to speak. You can't yeah, do this. Can't do that, Scott. And one of the things that you know, like not only your own ego loop, but when you start talking to your friends and they start validating mm-hmm. your behavior, yes. and they almost start contributing to it and adding to it, because like, what do we call that, Carly? Partners in pain. Yes. Yeah. Because like, oh, I got blocked, so now I can't follow him anymore. So okay, no, just wait, just wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll go check him out for you and see what he's doing, and yes. and I'll screenshot. He's such a pig. Why would he be in yeah. his free will when he's not even dating you, like, dating someone else? Like yeah. you're so awesome. I don't know why he wouldn't date you. Like you're so awesome. Ew, you're she's awesome. so ugly. Look at her yeah. compared to you. Yeah. I was there too. She's got nothing on you. Nothing. Like God. what was he thinking? Mm-hmm. And just realize how that keeps you in that spin and keeps you addicted to that trauma. It's like I say. Imagine and. I know it's a, a really intense visual, but it's that heroin shot. Literally. Literally, you're getting that high. You're addicted to the pain. You're addicted to the drama. I was shook, you guys, when I came to that awareness and moved up in that consciousness. And I was like, Scott, I came out to the kitchen and I was like, guess what? 
the guides told me I'm addicted to my pain. He's like, welcome. 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 Like, where the fuck have you been, Coco? I was shook, you guys. Yeah. So take that in. You, when you're going through this work and stuff, you're addicted to the pain. Yeah. And then, so then what starts to happen is we, what do we call it? A sly pirate? Yeah. Your ego will kind of morph. So let's say like you're starting in those lower frequencies and that's all happening and you start to do a little bit of work and you're like, okay, 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 okay. I got this. So you keep going with your life and then you're put in the exact same situation again because... Quote unquote test. Yes. I was just going to say, because yeah. this is a test. So you got to see, you know, you've been practicing now a new way of approaching it. So now it's your time to approach it. So visualize yourself as that young Jedi getting used to your tricks. Ooh, I, you know what? I have a purple lightsaber. It's not a thing, <laughs> but I'd make it a thing. Just saying. It's um, like what over there? It's a purple lightsaber. Um, yeah, okay, it, so. it's a thing. Only one person has a purple light- lightsaber. Who's that? Um... Uh, Carly, exactly. No, okay, <laughs> continue on. Continue on. Continuing on. Motherfucker, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and he was Jedi Master. Yeah, he's the only one with the purple Perfect. purple lightsaber. Perfect. Well, you know, and Carly, sense. go ahead. It's very on brand. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so here's Carly with her her ego lightsaber, and she's gonna go into this new test. And I got it this time, you guys. I got it. Maybe you do, but what happens is your ego now will not give you the same narrative. It gives you a different one Mm -hmm. and it starts to use your work and your current healing Mm -hmm. as it's, it's lightsaber. Let's say that I'm going into battle with my lightsaber versus my ego's lightsaber. And it's equipped with all my new learnings. And this is because if you are truly healed and you're truly doing the work, you are able to take anything that comes at you from every angle. So this is why it it literally increases in hard, like the level of, of your test becomes harder because it's like truly you're working towards that master mastery level. Yeah. So Carly has been experiencing that the last few days. So when she's talking about lightsaber fighting lightsaber, <laughs> literally she's been doing that. Okay. Yeah. But how do you overcome that? The only way is to spiral up and be the witness of your life versus down on the ground fighting the lightsaber. You're right. So the situation that I'm currently in, I guess we should kind of divulge that a little bit. It's along these lines. So um, I had met someone and things were going really great. It's been very different because through my healing, I've been able to really stand in my power in this relationship. And also as you do work, you do connect to your higher self and to your guide committee. And, you know, you may be getting some information that helps you along the way. And that is kind of what is then played upon you as well. Mm-hmm. It's then used against you to be like, but I told you this. So, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to distrust this information now? Like that's been my spin is the trust. I'm at the point now in my healing where it's like, I have all this information. I know who I am. I know how to stand in my power, but now there's a trust thing. Do I truly trust myself to be able to withstand that and hold that frequency and embody her light instead of carrying it? Exactly. Yes. So that's where I'm at with this current situation. Um, so on the weekend, it was really interesting because Carly was going to send a text to really stand in her power about the situation that had been presented to her on Saturday. And she had sent me this text and I could tell right away that it was old Carly, but I was like, I'm going to let her have this experience. So she did it. Okay. Then Saturday morning, um, she was like, okay, I need to send another text. And she had sent it to me. And I had said to her right away, "Mm mm-mm. I said, that is old Carly. And she was not, she was a slight defensive, but not a lot. And she was like, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. And like, I I don't, yeah, I don't know if if it came across as defensive. No, I don't think it was defensive. But but I was truly like, it was a moment for me to be like, honestly, I don't see it. And that put me in a bit of a panic. Yes. Because I was saying to myself then, through all my work, 
I should be able to see this. Yes. If Coco is seeing this, why can't I see this? And so that created a little bit of like a, oh shit moment for me. Excuse me. Because I was like, as the person that I am doing the work that I am as the mentor that I am, I should be able to see this. So I became really hard on myself. Yes. And I just literally texted Coco back being like, honestly, I don't see that at all. And then we had a little bit of a conversation. I read the text to Scott. Scott had saw it as well. And then you all of a sudden flipped. You rewrote the text to me and you took out, she literally took out one line. And then she said to me, and the one line was like, basically like she said her statement, she stood in her power, she faced her self-worth wound. And then the, the, the one line in was the one toe in where it was like, oh, but if you want to call or text me, like, let me know, AKA I'm dimming my light. So I'm going to say my piece, mm-hmm. but then I'm going to also keep one toe in so that you see me, so that you like me, so that you notice me instead of standing in my power mm-hmm. and being who I truly am. So to give you some insight into my rationalization of that was... I said my piece and I was like, you can call me if you'd rather do that versus text. And why did I say that? My rationale in that time was to make him feel better. If he needs to talk this out, know that I'm open to that. Mm -hmm. But that is the one toe in, the one toe out. That is me saying, hey, this is what I actually think. But if you want to try and like disagree with me and kind of turn my opinion on this, give me a call. Right? Yes. So after all that, I rewrote it, took out that line. And then I literally said to Coco, I was like, that last text was the one toe, one, one toe in, one toe out. Because honestly, you guys, when you're in it, don't be so hard on yourself because it's hard. You are blind to things. And Mm -hmm. we even said, I texted Coco and said, I have so much more compassion for people that don't have someone to literally vibe check them like this. Because when you're in it, you are blind. Mm Mm-hmm. You are blind to it in some cases when no, it's very intense. And, like and 100, 100% because I'll go back to when I blew up my life in 2019 and I had written a whole entire statement. And mm-hmm. that was the statement which I was going to put out. And God, I wish we still had it. And, <laughs> and then Scott had said to me, you know, I was going to put it out, going to put it out. And then one day he said to me, Coco, get fucking dressed put some makeup on, do your hair and go up to the coffee shop and write like the cocoa we know. And I was like, fuck you. I was so (laughs) defensive. And I was like, I have nothing more in me. I can't do it. And he was like direct Mm -hmm. with me. And I was so mad. Then the next morning I got dressed and I went up to the coffee shop and I wrote the whole statement that I put out and I came home and I read the first line to him and he's like, it's done. I could tell. I took my power back. He knew. He was emotional. Everybody cried in my family when I read it to them because I no longer was sitting in that victim. I no longer was sitting in that self-worth wound. I no longer was like one toe in, one toe out. I was like, here I am. Take me for all I am. Bloody well naked on the ground, but I am true to me. Yeah. True to me. And I needed that vibe check too. And that, Carly's right. That is the hard work to really like surrender to that ego and be like, okay, there's something there. You're right. Yeah. And so I feel like you should speak. You, you, you sent that text and then tell us about the spin that's Mm -hmm. been taking place. Cause I think everybody can use Carly's example as in their life where they're facing their wounds right now. Cause this is wound work, but this is coming from somebody who I would say has been doing wound work now for two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's really interesting for me being able to well, just case in point, I'm observing this as well. So like I said before, like my ego and my spin is there, but I am witnessing it in the sense that the ego and the spin is not affecting my wounds, nor is it changing my behavior. So old Carly 
well, let's just say like, I've been ghosted now. Mm-hmm. So I have not heard back from this individual who I spoke to every day for a month. And I would just assume that that wouldn't be the case. But so then that is what put me in the spin. But the spin, I'm observing it. So I'm still feeling the emotion of it. Don't get me wrong. Yesterday, the last two days have been my sad days. It's like literally going through grief where I was like crying. Today, I'm mad. And I'm going to go through it all. But those are just human emotions. And I recognize them for what they are. And I recognize them as something that the only way out is through. So I have to feel these. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is I am witnessing it in the sense that I know there's a bigger game at play. I know that if I would have acted any different than how I did, as in if I didn't stand in my light, I would feel even worse. Oh, the spin would be brutal. The spin would be brutal. And so I don't regret anything. I don't regret what I said, how I said it, when I said it, because it's exactly what I wanted. And that's staying, that's stepping in your power is expressing exactly how you are and how you want it without diluting it. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have the spin, that it's not going to hurt and that it's not still going to suck. But I can already tell that like my timeline of like recovery through this is going to be shorter. Yes. And... I'm going to see it for what it is. And if, you know, it's just going to propel me forward even more. And thank God this is happening now and not in March of 2022. Yes. So very good point. Let's stop this there. That is the, this is the March, 2022 energy for Carly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just for teaching lessons, this individual was supposed to meet Carly in March of 2022. It's a time compression. He came into her world now for a purpose. So nobody's saying that he isn't going to spin all the way around. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. There's a bigger game at play. And I think Scott should really speak witnessing her having this dating or seeing this person for the last month and seeing the contrast of Carly and seeing the work that she's taken because you have seen her from 2018 to now and really seen how the wounds have really reversed and the whole journey. I think this whole thing is fascinating. Usually I'm not involved <laughs> in the relationship sides of things. So it's really interesting from a man to be like, yeah, so she's literally texting all her friends and like and I, texting but this me is back. So great. I think it's fantastic that like we have you and you have so, been able yeah. to observe this because, you know, I think it's very common for women, again, especially when we're in the partners of, of pain and, you know, to really like talk about things. And it's really interesting to see a man's observation of the situation because we don't often get that yeah and carly doesn't get partners of pain with you and you no. and me scott like no yesterday. no no she does that doesn't get partners yeah. of pain but it's just so interesting to sit here and like and like listen because i think as as men we don't have these type of conversations yes, yes. and we're not really privy to these type of conversations in between girls so it's, it's really interesting to sit here and listen but there definitely has been such a big change and to try and make it a little bit more more relatable, and hopefully this doesn't embarrass Carly too much. I remember when she was seeing some guy or talk just talking to some guy on Tinder, and he was a hockey player, and he was going over to Europe. Oh yeah, Ooh, and it, forgot about that this, one. So this 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 is kind of like where Carly Ooh. really came hey, from. If you are my mom and you are listening to this, you can turn it off for the next <laughs> how many minutes is going to be? Because you don't need no, to hear I don't, I don't think he's talking about that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. skeletons no, in the no, closet. No. Oh no, this this. To me, this was like, wow, this is mind-blowing because Carly always kind of comes off as this very confident, like, woman, I guess would be the best way to put it. Shadow Maybe. self on Instagram. Yeah. Shadow yeah. self. Well, even, even talking to her in person, like, yeah. you're, you're very well, much... previously, yes. You're very much, like, well, you know, sure of who you are and what you like. So then I was kind of laughing because I got told that you're talking to this hockey player <laughs> and he was going to go over to Europe and you had only talked to him, I want to say, maybe... 
A week. A week. <laughs> Maybe a week. So this is where she was coming from. This kind of gives you a base for the rest yeah. of her story. This was oh, like a year and a half, yeah. two yes. years ago. Yes. So okay. This, this okay. Is kind of, yes. But there's lots of people. Okay, that, my ego's a little bit hurt right now. Okay. <laughs> no, this is a good teaching yeah, but there's, story. But there's lots of people that kind of start at this level yes. and, and take it Absolutely. and take it to that yes. far. Yes. Within a week, they hadn't met. They had only messaged. <laughs> Carly had literally planned on moving <laughs> to Europe. <laughs> Two blog <laughs> and how? Sorry, guys. I already knew how much rent was going to be there and everything. <laughs> yeah. So that is like true. Yeah. That's kind of like where Carly started from two years ago. Yeah. Which I mean, listening to Carly, I was kind of like to the both of them. They were very much not willing to go there and say that, but that's really where she was. And a lot of people are there because. As people, we want to be loved. We want mm-hmm. to have someone love us. We want to have someone to love. We want to be in that relationship. That's, I think, ultimately, lots of people are looking for that sort of, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Connection. Connection. There we go. That's the it's word I'm the, looking it's for. It's the Hallmark movie. Even yes. like last night, for example, I was laughing because I was texting Coco. I was like, my ego right now would absolutely love it if he showed up at my door. Like cute in cards love, and all. Love actually at the end of the movie with the music and the cue cards. <laughs> I'd be like, we'd be done. It would be done. Instead, is, it that, was, is that reality? No. Instead of us with Peloton shoes. It was like Peloton shoes. The UPS guy was at the door. <laughs> but so that that is... Just see where she's at, then listen to her now. So talking to her to her now about it, it's like, wow, she's still aware of all those pings and all those like aches and heartaches, but she's managing it so much better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people need to be to be aware of mm-hmm. is like, yes, Carly very much still wants to be in a relationship, still very much wants to be loved, but she's not willing to sacrifice and dim her light light for someone else just because it fits into this box now Mm -hmm. and like the type of guy that carly has been talking to has progressively gotten better and better because she because she's eliminating those lower frequencies and they're and it's moving up in in quality and higher frequencies so she's going to attract that higher level of, of consciousness of consciousness yeah. man because also like instead con- of just settling for yeah. while well, this is what's good right now and i yeah. also want to speak to the fact that this bleeds out across of all of someone like carly's life right with her business yeah. decisions with everything and this is this is what we embody this is what we teach on this is what we live and this is why we're talking about it you know last week she had briefed me quickly on how she's made some decisions in her business and how she wants to realign and it has to be hell yes and mm-hmm. her time is valuable and so when she briefed me on that briefly i was like great like that has nothing to do with me that's her journey but i'm proud of her because there's people then that she had to make decisions for that they might have been hurt or they might have created a narrative about her but that has nothing to do with her because she's seeing her higher self and feeling that energy and making the decisions that she needs to make to really fall in that alignment now would that have been Carly two years ago hell no because now it's not personal this is the thing everything that I do I do for me and it has nothing to do with the value of the people that are in my story no at all you know what I mean like it has nothing to do with them it was just for 
for me, any decision that I make now is a hundred percent a hell yes for me. And it has nothing to do with, with your higher self. It has to do all with your higher all self my and higher your self purpose and your no impact else. you're here. And that's yeah. the brutal work because we really want to keep that one toe in one toe out and being like, Oh, I don't want to say this to this person, or maybe yeah. they're not a fit for me anymore or whatever the case may be. And a lot of us sit in that lateral spin of not wanting to face it because of how they feel that it's going to impact the other person. This is the work you guys, this is the higher frequencies. And we're not saying to not be kind. So the biggest thing in life is to be clear is to be kind. You guys to be clear is to be kind. It's when we play games with people and we don't say what we mean, that's a lower frequency. People get confused and feelings get hurt. And that's not being kind. Yes. Well, you're literally being like dragged literally and who wants to be dragged because that's that's horrible second, yeah yeah because i mean you're you're being pulled you're being eaten up by the gravel or the road or the asphalt because like well if you're not going in the same direction as me but i'm well i don't really want to quite let you go so i'm going to hold on to you it's heavy yeah and, it's and, heavy and yeah. carly mentioned a key word here that i think people we should just reiterate before we close this off is it's a story mm-hmm. this person may be a minor player in her story right now because mm-hmm. we're not sure if he's coming back in the future, but she could have a bigger role in his story yes. because yeah. this might impact him to cause him to shift and to change. Exactly. Because this is his kind of first time of interacting with someone like Carly. Who's conscious and who's at this higher frequency. So not, it's not necessarily like my healing that I need to worry about. Sometimes it's like, well, okay, like this is for me, but if I speak my truth, How's that going to affect someone else's healing and someone else's journey? And I think yeah. that is also something people need to remember. Is sometimes people come and they go. Yeah. They're not always meant to be around forever. And, and just something just to keep note of. And I really like that, Scott, because, you know, he, Scott really broke that down eloquently for me last year, too, when I was really upset about my companies, really upset about the people that I felt that I had, like, left in the water and all that. And you know what he said to me? He's like, you're always making it about you. You think that you're the big fucking player in the game, but you never once thought that by you making the switch that you did, that they were, you're a huge player in their game because you taught them some lessons that they needed to learn about maybe their contracts, maybe the way they make decisions, maybe who they align with, all the things, right? That's what we have to realize here. This is a big game that we're in. And us as humans, when we're in that human emotion, we always think it's about us. We oh, always you are the think, center of your universe. Yes. You are. And, like the, and, the, and the rise in consciousness is realizing you're not. Yeah, you exactly. made these soul contracts. So using Carly as an example, this person right now that has ghosted her, maybe truly the bigger game at play is that time compression came in and Carly needed to light his match. We have no idea to then full circle all the way around to March 2022 when they were actually quote unquote supposed to meet. Yeah. But Carly doesn't have the time or he doesn't have the time. You have no idea to deal with it then. That's this gift of now, you guys. And this is the the rise to consciousness. Well, time doesn't exist. Exactly. So just <laughs> so, remember that. You don't know how, you don't know what you do fluid. doesn't affect someone else. Yes. And another thing I'd like to touch on is, where were we going? Oh, we're done with Carly now. Her relationship's looking <laughs> up a good... Poor Carly. <laughs> close scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we can only talk about Carly's love life so much <laughs> before we start turning into like The Bachelor or something like yes. that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I hope this ages well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Inside joke, guys. Yeah. 
So I think that we should also talk about Scott's um, state of being. And let's talk about, um, I know a lot of you guys that have been making jumps and you are jumping out of your careers, you are doing things and you're like sitting here and being like, what the fuck am I doing? Because you're so used to the hustle and busy does not mean aligned. Or, or productive or successful, really. Exactly. And one of the hardest things on this journey, and it's happening right now, is giving yourself that time to be with yourself. And the energy is coming at you guys, okay? It's intense. And a lot of you are thinking like, I can't do this anymore. Or why am I fucking doing this? Like, what is the point in doing this? And sitting with yourself is really hard because there is a million trillion distractions right now you could even call Carly's situation a distraction if Mm -hmm. she wasn't doing the work this would be a distraction and what would she continue to do for the next two months spiral down two months like four five exactly a spiral down (laughs) previously this would have been a five month situation truly truly so Scott can you speak on your journey so Scott left Scott ran um our previous life together and then he had to go and do um I get a job for a year last year to help me heal. So I sat in my shit for a whole year and that was a beautiful gift that he gave me. And I remember one of my biggest spirals was like, what the fuck? I'm doing nothing all day. And he goes, you're doing lots. You're healing. Because up until that point in my life, I hadn't sat with myself and sitting with ourselves and looking at ourselves and sitting in our shit and facing the things is brutal, period. But that then helps you level up into a higher state of consciousness. It truly does. Because when you sit there and you reflect, when you cry, when you see all this stuff, when you feel your energy, and if you're doing work with us, like this is what happens. You start to run. So I want to really talk about Scott because when me and Carly look, reflect back to him in March, he his first name was Tired. His last <laughs> name was Tired. His middle name was Tired. He was falling apart. His body was talking. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. ounce of him was in pain. He was just, you were just existing. You were existing. You were going to a low buy job that you hated. And I was also kind of in the spiral of like, you can't quit because I didn't trust myself enough to know that I could provide for myself. Mm -hmm. So now Scott has been out for, I would say what, we're almost looking at six months and he's a completely different person. Yeah. Cue Scott. Oh, okay. (laughs) Begin scene. Yes. Begin scene. Perfect. Begin scene. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, I've been busy my whole entire adulthood. Let's put it that way. Um, from the time I was rigging when you're putting in the 14, 16 hour days to coming home to a family, you know, you're not even having a chance to really think about things. You're just waking up and this is exactly what the day is going to be like. So you just kind of start to roll with the punches because you don't have time to think. Because if you literally stop to think about it, you're like, Fuck, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. So there was a good 10 years of that. And then we had with a company and things like that where I went from, okay, cool. Like we moved out to BC coming from Saskatchewan and it was like I had to do everything just so that way if if we moved back to Saskatchewan, I had done everything. So it was like I'm working all day and then I'm trying to do all these activities to fit in in case we had to go back. Like in case everything crumbled at least I've done skiing, I've done mountain climbing, biking, I've, I've checked it all off, I've done it. I've, you know, so you're almost like you're running on rampant. Even though I was enjoying those things, it was with the intention of like, because I'm going to lose it. So then when we blew up the company, 
it was a very, very hard time. And there's lots of stuff going on. And I mean, it wasn't necessarily my company straight from the beginning, but it was something I kind of I took part into. And I probably downplay a lot of the success of the company on my part, like what I actually did to it. I don't feel like it contributed a whole bunch. But that, again, is just my self-worth wound coming he, out. Rejection. He has a rejection wound, <laughs> folks. So, he likes to mask it himself. <laughs> yes, but he likes not. to say it's self-worth, but yes. So there there was like that. So that ke- that keeps you busy. And then it was like trying to be a parent keeps you busy and keeps you distracted and things like that. But you're not actually focusing on on anything. So when I finally quit my job earlier this year... I think I still stayed fairly busy for, for the longest part because I I was tired. And luckily, luckily, that's how I'm going to put it, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And we got stuck in the house for, I don't know, a couple of months, I think, before anything really started moving. And then I just kind of like, when I had had an injury at the gym too that I'd kind of been fighting with. So it's like, you know what? I took, I think, two months off of the gym and I just like sat on the couch and watched TV, <laughs> which... I needed. Was the transition. It was yeah, a transition. Yeah. I needed that. I needed I needed that downtime to just like relax. And I mean, I felt bad about it at the time I was doing it because I knew I needed to be moving. I should be like working out. Yeah, let's stop there for a second. That feeling badness. Yeah. That's been really or guilt. Yeah, that 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 spin really starts, okay? Where it's like oh, I feel bad. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And the ego really starts to pull you in there because Mm -hmm. the ego does not want you to sit with yourself, does not want you to take this time. Because like Scott just said, when you're busy, 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 busy with X, Y, and Z, then you're distracted, you're numbed out, and you're not even thinking. Even if it's just the day-to-day life of parenting, of relationship, autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like somebody in our community, Maddie... Um, said so eloquently the other day she shared a video because she's facing her rejection wound and she said you know when she left her commercial banking job she was like woke up one day and she was just like I don't believe that we're here to just be born Mm -hmm. to follow the status quo to get the house to get the kids to do all the things and then you know, work in that job and then you're too old to work and you retire and you die (laughs) literally like literally and I think Scott really started to realize that wake too, to as that, wake yeah. up to that as we started changing and evolving our consciousness. Yeah. So once we had sat down for a bit and got through, I guess, the first stage of quarantine and we started, the world started opening back up a little bit. I mean, I was feeling better, but then at the same time it was like, okay, but we need to, you can't blast back at a hundred percent. And one of the things that I've really been focusing on is, you know, I feel good. Now hold back. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Don't do, especially at the gym, because I still go to the gym. Like, don't do like the extra 15 sets of reps or an extra 30 minutes. Like yesterday I did back squats and deadlifts and like raging headache came on because it was, the intensity was up there. And I'm like, I still have to do like GHD sit-ups. I still have to do lunges. I'm like, you know what? No, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go jump on the bike. I'm going to pedal lightly for 10 minutes, kind of flush my legs and I'm going to go home. And that's all I did. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a huge that, that, that is a big change because mm-hmm. before I'm one of those people, if you have it written down and I, yeah. and people Carly have seen, and him, same, same, yeah. I'm smiling so big yeah. right now. Like I can remember at the gym when I was telling my coach, I was having adrenal problems or I was tired and we were just like 
doing things super light. And he had said like 10 hard pulls on the rower. I'm like, okay, 10 hard pulls on the rower. So I'm like, 10 hard pulls on the rower <laughs> is 22, 2400 calories a pull. That's 10 hard pulls on the rower. But I have adrenal fatigue. I'm exhausted. Did I need to do 2400 cal pulls for 10 of them? No, I should have stuck around like 1,000, 1,400 strong pulls. But what is that doing that's feeding your ego? Yeah. It's not necessarily, but it's feeding my ego, but it's also like, this is what's written down. This is what I have to do because it's written down. It's the autopilot. Yeah. 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 It's that checklist. Like if I don't do this, I'm not going to feel satisfied with my day because I didn't get everything done. Well, and Scott, and that's a very valid point. And Scott has really learned to like start just being and start, there was a point in like August and September where he said to me, you know, he's making, um, doing woodworking and doing all this. And he said, Hey Coco, do you think that I'm doing this to distract myself or I'm actually doing the work? Because that starts to have that whole spin too. Well, that's like what I was talking about where your ego will start using your new language, your new experiences to test you. Yeah. Yeah, so if you've seen, I'm not sure which it's posted on, maybe it's posted somewhere. I was building furniture around the house and it was kind of a distraction, but also what it was, was allowing me to express my creativity side. And face your rejection wound. And face my rejection wound. Because one of the things that I did, because I I like to just jump into things sometimes for all my scheduling and thinking that I like Mm -hmm. to do. I had built a headboard and it weighed 400 pounds plus at least. It was fucking heavy. And it was too small. <laughs> it was too small by like six inches. So that's on either side of a bed. And I was like, oh, how can I make this work? How can I make this fit? What can I do to adjust this? Because I'm also in like that spin of like, I don't want to spend the extra cost to fix this because it's already cost me like three or $400 as it is. I don't want to spend the extra cost to fix this. So of course, you know, I go down to the hardware store. I'm there for three fucking hours, three hours. Standing in one aisle. One aisle. Because the spin is going Because crazy. the spin, I'm trying to figure out how I can fix this. When I'm, I'm, I'm juggling shit in my hand for like clips and screws and shit. And I'm like, how can I make this fucking work? Three hours. I think I spent like, and then I just bought some stuff and I came home and I pretty much rebuilt the whole entire fucking airport. But the right? Whole- because I was in the spin of like, I don't want to spend any more money. Mm-hmm. You know, but... I wasn't happy with what it was going with, but it was like, if I just did it, I would be a lot happier. And I know I can use those materials in a different project so down the road. What I want to say about this whole story that he's saying is notice that that is a large portion of this spin. Okay. Is when you are sitting in your healing and doing what Scott is doing right now. So Scott is birthing out his higher self. He's finding his place and his purpose in the world. And you will get this spin. The biggest spin that you will get when you are just sitting with yourself and you're kind of in between what used to be and what is mm-hmm. and why he's sharing these stories is because the whole indecisiveness starts to happen, right? Well, it's like trust it's that trust yeah. piece. I don't trust myself. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, am are you I sure? Am are you I sure? Am I? Are my sure? Am I really doing something? Is this really making sense? And then, if you have a partner, okay. So let's not use me and Scott as an example. I know there's lots of you out there who have partners who are still out doing the nine to five, who have careers. They're coming home to you, and they're like, "So what the fuck did you do today?" Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a partner yet that's at the same consciousness level than you, they. They can't wrap their head around why you're 
quote unquote at home or why you're doing this healing or why you made this switch and why you're so indecisive about things or why it is because here's the thing you are having a death and a rebirth and there is no book for this okay there is no manual for this on the hundreds of people that we see all the time it's like we say to everyone everyone's ascension and awakening is so custom yeah it's so different but there is these overarching themes where you have to sit with yourself you have to do this work you have to stay single you know you have to do these things that you don't want to do and that goes back to our whole one toe in one toe out type of situation and that also comes with if you're in the category of where you have a service or something you will sell you will want to sell and be in that selling spin because the selling spin is part of the oh what am I doing I'm not doing well, nothing the hustle. it's the hustle exactly yeah. so if I'm constantly selling if I'm constantly showing my services if I'm constantly doing this and even if I'm not getting bookings or even if I'm not getting sales it seems like I'm busy so that's that sly pirate that's mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. being like oh well you know, I know this knowledge or I know this or I'm in my purpose, but I'm just going to sell, sell, sell. It's all about intent and that state of being. And I know it can get complicated for people, but you have to understand that we are here for a whole new earth that is now here. And that is why a lot of you guys are feeling the intensity of like, I can't do this anymore. Well, it's real. It keeps popping in my head is just the words like do less, be more. Yes. Like when you are in alignment, you literally do less and you are more, you get more, you receive more. That's just how it works. But if you're selling, 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 or giving out, giving out, giving out, you are one, not in alignment with who you are. Because if you were, you wouldn't even have to do that. Yes. So it's a great vibe check for you in that situation where it's like, if you are feeling that pull and feeling that need to do that, ask yourself why. What part of you is unhealed and not in alignment or keeping you out of the frequency that you want to be in? Because what are you avoiding? What are you avoiding? And a lot of that avoiding, and I know I can speak to that um, being alongside of Scott's journey and, and being his mentor as well, and vice versa, is you know, that avoiding of it, it took a long time. Like I've been, we've been doing wound work for since 2018 and Scott just in August finally accepted that he had a rejection wound. And that came with like a huge blowout between How him and I. He said he had self-worth. Yeah. No, I'm just fucking you, Scott. <laughs> no, but like yesterday he came home and he talked to me and Carly about realizing his rejection yeah. wound was facing me, facing him. Yeah. So I want to tell you guys all that. Like it, it takes steps up the ladder to like really face and get true with yourself. But like by Scott sitting with himself since May, I can speak and me and Carly is watching him do the work is he had to get vulnerable. He had to get rid of the distractions. Mm -hmm. He used to be the guy that would go and ride his bike for, you know, three hours, the gym for five hours and like do anything he could to avoid sitting with himself. To stay busy. To stay busy. And so now he's really flipped his whole life over. And now he's like openly admitting to say he has a rejection wound. And the healing that has been coming out of him is astronomical. The layers that have been so deeply embedded in him, you know, going back to the ages of three and four when trauma happened to him and he can't even remember, but his body feeling it because now he's got rid of the distractions and that's where a lot of you guys are right now the distractions are coming at you Mm -hmm. at all levels and what is that doing it's either gonna propel you down into a spin or it's gonna rise you up into this next 
new the age of Aquarius is here you guys you can feel the the build mm -hmm. so I think like we should all give a big kudos to Scott because well like <laughs> let me finish telling the rest of my story okay, holy go, go there's on. still one more scene there's okay. still one more scene one more scene so uh, on the rejection note let's 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 talk about that because there was a really big instance we're gonna we're gonna call it Monday we're just gonna be direct because everyone who was there is probably listening anyway so we're just gonna talk about it we are on well there's a kind of a group chat that got sent out there I'm not involved in it. Not even worried about it. Probably just a misunderstanding. It's okay. We're just we're just rejection. Yeah. We're simply mentioning this so that way that gets no, the rejection gets noted. Yeah. So Monday morning, I take off to go to an event. I'm by myself. I'm not even part of the chat that created this thing that's going on this event. I'm literally by myself. So my rejection wound is kicking in hard as I'm driving over there. And I think it's there. great that that happened. Yeah. So we're, so, and I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, I'm not even part of the fucking chat. No one wants me. I am like <laughs> literally. Yeah, that's sad. It is sad. And it's like, no one wants me. People just want like Coco and Carly. <laughs> they're like the main focus of, of all of us. Right? Let's be honest. They're like the you're on, they're on the Instagram. They mostly do the podcast all the time. This is spin, you guys. Right? This is not reality. No, this <laughs> this is this is actually truth. You guys are on the Instagram. You guys do do the the podcast. I guest appearance every now and then, and that's most of the time okay, but this is how your ego yes. works. Yes. Yes. Like I'm okay popping on every now and then. I really am. But the ego will grab onto that and uses that against me on Monday. So I'm driving the car and I'm having this argument with myself that no one wants me, that all they want is just these two and they're not even fucking coming. And I'm showing up <laughs> literally like a dirty fucking so I was like, hi, I know you guys didn't really like say anything for me to be here, but I'm showing up. So you're stuck with me. You got the understudy. You got, you got, the, you were looking for the star and you got the understudy. So that is my rejection wound going on in the car. It's a good lesson for everybody. Great lesson. So how did I deal with that? Because it happened pretty much the whole entire way there. So how I dealt with it was this. If we're a triangle, you cannot have a triangle without three sides. A lot of my contribution necessarily isn't heard by you guys mm -hmm. or it's on yeah. the Instagram, but I influence or I... Mentor. Mentor, yeah. or I add information or provide some sort of input sometimes more a lot behind the scenes. That's more of my value. Mm -hmm. That's what I had to tell myself is like who Coco is, who Carly is, what they talk about a lot of the times is influenced by conversations they have with me. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have importance. I have value. And, and that's true. And he and yeah. he manages well. He manages me for sure yeah. in my day to day life. Carly and Scott manage me as a whole. So Scott's on that personal level. Carly's on that business level. Right. But here's here, here's kind of where I also kind of want to go with this is even though I am part of this triangle and I have value, I cannot bank on my reputation or actually not even my reputation. I can't go through my mentor journey with groups of people based on what they have with Carly and Coco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they have respect for Carly and Coco doesn't automatically mean that I get a certain, that I get the same level of respect. I have to earn that trust. Take action. I have mm -hmm. to take that action. I have to go out there. I have to mentor. I have to talk to people yeah. mm -hmm. and I have to prove to, almost like prove to people that I know what I'm talking well, about and, and I can't rely on 
Coco and Carly to provide that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Validation. Validation for me and be like, okay, no, you have to listen to me because I work with Coco yeah, and Carly. Yeah, I just want to interrupt with that because I think that's a really good point, Scott, and we've had a discussion with that. You can't enter the atmosphere of any planet, yeah. whether it be Carly's planet, Scott's planet, my planet, anybody in this community's planet, anybody's planet, and expect to be in orbit without doing the work, Yeah. period. I can't enter Carly's frequency. I can't er- enter Scott's frequency. I can't enter Alexia's frequency or Craig or Maddie you know or Frasier anybody in the community's frequency without doing the work mm-hmm. I can't just go hang out in their freaking their the atmosphere and their air and then expect to have everybody notice me and see me and experience the same benefits of that and so there is no mistake and and, and that was not a mistake or an error that you no. weren't included in the group chat because Scott is elusive he is behind the yeah. scenes he has that rejection when so he doesn't make himself known most of you don't even know what his Instagram account is right and the Scott Shoff <laughs> it's the Scott Shoff yeah but look at that look at that in our lives though because also look in your relationships where you have your couple like I know in mine and Scott's world, we have a friend in Victoria. At times, he will just message Scott and not me, or he'll just message me and not Scott. You could get really easily being like, oh, well, he doesn't like me. He doesn't message me. Notice that in your life. That's what this is teaching you as well. Well, and I really love to, I think you've said this, Scott, or or maybe you said it. I, I don't remember. Um, but, you know, Oprah has a Stedman. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I started calling myself we, for a we while. Need, we need Stedman in our life. Oprah wouldn't be Oprah without Stedman. Yeah. Honestly, that wouldn't be. But and people is, don't invite Oprah and Stedman. They invite Oprah, Oprah, and then Oprah's like, Stedman, you're coming with me, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And he, that's, but, I mean, but people still know who Stedman is. Exactly. Yeah. But part, part of the work, though, part of my work is, and part of my things that I have to do is realize that, yeah, I have this team to support I can support me on my journey, but I still have to make the steps Yeah, going forward. We can't drag you. We can't drag you. And we tell that to you guys and we tell it to ourselves. We are here to support you. We will stand beside you and walk you down this journey, but we're not going to pull you. Yeah. You've got to do your own work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Scott and- going there yesterday was him doing the work. It was phenomenal. When you came home and told us that, you said how great of an experience it was, but then you started with telling us about your rejection wound. That's consciousness, people. It has nothing to do with the fucking group chat. Nobody gives a flying fuck about that. That group chat, I think, was amazing because that triggered your wound that you needed to experience, right? And it was not a conscious thing that took place by anybody. Mm -hmm. But... But maybe it was. It was a blueprint there, right? Because everybody is there to trigger your wounds and help you heal. You coming from that higher perspective, you realize that it's never fucking personal and you take it for what it is and you run with it. And that's where you guys all need to realize right now. Like, I'm sick and tired of saying, like, there's this new earth here. Like, don't give up. But in the next sense, I am here to embody that and show that to you guys because I know it's brutal. You have to trust because really what's happening, for the lack of better words, is there's two earths splitting apart right now, okay? There's two parallel earths that are going to take place moving into the new year period. You can see the contrast. Are you in the lower frequencies or are you in the higher frequencies? And before we go, I just wanted to read something to you guys about me. So that so you- let me just, fit, I yes. got one little imagery that I've yeah. kind of had since the beginning that I want to just pass out here that I think would be good for people. With the new energy that's coming in, it's coming in. How I'm going to describe that to you is you are standing knee deep 
in concrete. It's jello-y. And you're sitting there and being like, okay, I'm okay standing in this concrete like last month or because it's coming to a close really fast here. You stepped into the concrete, you settled into it and you're like, okay, I've accepted new earth. I've accepted this new energy. Now what's happening is the concrete is starting to settle. It's starting to get tight. It's starting to solidify. So that's where this panicking is coming in because it's like, oh shit, now I... I'm just getting to the point where I'm having a really difficult time moving. But all that, all that means is like you're just solidifying your purpose in this new energy in this new age of Aquarius. Yes. Relax into it. It's going to be okay because you're not actually stuck in the concrete. It's just an example for you because when that, if you were to stick in concrete and it were to start hardening, you would have that panic. But if you relax and you breathe, you will realize that you can simply pull your foot out, but you will be solidified in that age of Aquarius 5D energy. That's it. That's all I want to say. That imagery was there at the beginning. It's hard to fit in. Woo! Oh, Sensei! <laughs> sensei Scott. Okay, so I just want to read this journal entry for you guys before we close off. But before I read this, I want to say, I'm going to actually going to close with that. So... This was me, November 19th, 2018, folks, okay? So this was me when I was a hot fucking mess. Cutie Cotie! <laughs> That's Cutie old. Young Coco! And, so. and just for reference, that is like a day minus a year. Okay. Yes. So I just want to say... So almost to the date, okay? Of yeah. when so, this podcast was recorded. So they, the, the guides told me last night and this morning to find this journal, and I just kind of scrolled through until this was what popped out for me, so... This is obviously for purpose, and I want to read it to you guys so you can see yourselves and me and see your journey as well. So I wrote that my fears on this day was being wrong, not producing, no changes, uh, being right, uh, changes, and all this stuff. Okay, so for as long as I can remember, it's been an uphill climb. So to have known and manifested and have it come to being is rippling off that band-aid and accepting who I've always been. That life is a journey and this is not the end, nor it is just the beginning, but a catapult to persevere with the support of above, around, and me and my being. We heard your conversations today, awareness and full consciousness of your emotions and fears, all the things that are in fact part of being. The only way through is through them. And we promise nothing is bad or even close to what your ego is telling you is happening. You're correct. You have walked and are walking the path. You have to put in the work and stay the course, even as the times are hard when you want to stop and give in. Everything in this life and in this realm is a vibration. Everything. You have worked through some hard times, and now the universal laws, quantum physics, and the realms are helping you align. You know the plan, the path. You can feel it inside. That's why you're here. It has taken a lot of work, layers, and perseverance to get you here, to remember, to clear out and set you to vibrate at a level that aligns and matches. That view is you, your home, your style, your beauty, your energy, Ren always being around, Scott, the kids, your circle, it's all aligned and perfectly planned. 
This is where the seeds become. They become the visions you saw and believed. And we promise you, two years, six months, one year from now, night and day from right now, different seeds will be planted, visions and plans, obstacles, choices, etc. But you had to go through what you did and what you are to get here now. And there's a whole other entry to it, but I thought that that was really, really poignant for what we're all going through. Because I, this girl, this version that wrote this in 2018, had no fucking idea that this is what you guys would all be feeling right now. I was in the depths. I was three months away from blowing up my life. I knew it was done. I had known for two years prior that it was done, but I denied it. So I was standing on the ledge. I was bawling my eyes out. The energy of those words were consuming me. I felt like everyone hated me. What the fuck was I doing? Why was I doing this? But here I am standing here as this strong example and pillar, and I'm not rocked. Nothing is phasing me right now. Nothing is hitting me right now. But I had to experience that to get to now and where I continue. I am the living example for all of you that by doing this work, you will move into the best days of your life. This is why you're doing it. Because as we've been saying all week in session, it gets easy. Mm -hmm. It does. And I want to close off this episode and I want you guys to all hear that, that this episode is us talking about the human us and being not just um, talking, actually embodying it, living it, showing our truth. We have nothing to fucking hide. We have nothing that scares us or makes us fear. And that makes us the most freest people alive. And that's what we want for all of you. And I really, really also want to talk about before we leave how amazing this community is. To all the people that are doing this work, it's unreal. Mm -hmm. The people that are birthing out, the things that are happening, the contacts with you know, the Palladians and all the things and everything that we have been making um, through your work, the people who are taking soul print, it's crazy. Oh, it's, that's like my favorite contrast piece right now are the people doing soul print because they are just literally flying. Not even running, they're flying. It's crazy. They're taking action. They're getting out of the, their own way. They have that blown head emoji every single day. <laughs> the in-person sessions, you know, we had a beautiful soul the other day. Like she had the most massive integration. She came out of her thing and she was just like, what is even happening? This is all you guys. We are here just to be the examples. We are here in our meat suits to be the examples for you guys. And we want to say we see you. And we hope that by us being real, vulnerable, and raw, and Carly, when she was crying yesterday, saying, I won't be able to do a fucking podcast on this. I was like, <laughs> it'll be weeks before I don't cry when I talk about this. And but hey, it's been 10 hours. <laughs> yes. And Scott talking about his rejection wound. And, you know, and... Us just sharing everything. We're here to be that inspiration and to really be that anchor for all of you because you're doing it. You're doing it even just by listening. Book the sessions. Find the people. Do blue, soul print if you're distance. We know we have 50 countries listening. We love all of you. We are the new earth. Feel it. Feel it. <laughs>